Isn't it weird every couple weeks now? Yeah, it is a little weird, but I mean, you know what? I mean, we got we got things to do. We got people to see. (laughs) Absolutely, envelopes to pick pick up or drop off. Yeah, there you go. Process. Yeah, being vague about it. Perfect. (laughs) Very vague. Uh, Always vague. Yeah. Honestly, it's uh, a lot easier on my end. Uh, Like I said in earlier episodes. I was starting to feel the pressure of having to get in front of the mic every week and provide new content and talking about what's going on and stuff like that. It's uh, and like you said, Godfather, it's a lot easier done in baseball season than it is when uh, it's go time. Hundred percent, hundred percent. This is go time. Um, yeah, we have no, other I, responsibilities with the business. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no full dog again this episode. He just said that he wanted to concentrate on some other things. So uh, that's cool. That's cool. Um, Just a reminder for everyone, this podcast was a pisky thing. I wanted to do this because I felt too quiet after, you know, being in that dungeon with you, Godfather, for 15 (laughs) years. I love you to death sometimes. Um, But uh, yeah, no, I, I wanted to get out there. I wanted to put myself out there. I wanted to start getting into public speaking. I wanted to connect with people. Uh, so this is this is a pisky thing, and that's cool. If people need time off, including yourself, Godfather, just let me know. And uh, fuck, I'll even jump in front of the mic and do one of these solo. I do not care. I enjoy it. This is uh, this is what I was built for. Uh, how are things in Toronto? Everything good? Well, the fucking weather's really good. I'll say that. But uh, yeah, no, things are okay. Things nice. are things are okay. The grind continues grind continues the maple leafs keep losing so everyone's happy up in toronto right oh yeah right in your household <laughs> are you kidding me what, what the fuck everybody's is going on there everybody's just walking around with frowns upside down <laughs> i love so. it what, what, stanley cup favorite champs but right that's... according to every sports book out there toronto maple leafs were number two on the list okay pasa what's going on <laughs> at the end of the day biggest the biggest achilles heel of this fan base is always been to believe their own press clippings i mean you were in toronto 13 14 years i've been dealing with this shit since 1971 um talk radio oh talk radio please i blew that shit off (laughs) Stormin' Norman Rumac, what a strones. Anyway, um, they believe what they believe, and that's okay, because that's what fandom is, right? But they're not enjoying this. So I know you thrive on other people's pain. Um, so you're missing out out there in the desert where nobody gives a fuck about hockey. Well, clearly but- I am not missing out, because I don't know if you've been following our uh, Instagram feed at all. 
Uh, I went to support our local Las Vegas Knights uh, last week. It was yes. Britt's birthday, and we decided to, to go. What a there. gift. Yeah, what a but, gift. Uh, the gift was actually sushi, and then the next night just happened to be a hockey game. And I said, yeah, fuck it. Let's do that, too. But, yeah, it was uh, it was nice to see. Honestly, for anyone listening, if you're coming to Vegas and there might be a chance to see a Vegas Knights game, I highly, highly recommend it. It is by far the best in-stadium or in-arena experience I've ever witnessed in my life. And Come I've on. Been, and you've been, you, you, you've been all over the 16, place. Dude, 16 dude arena. you were on the ice for a Stanley Cup. I want to reiterate this for some of our new <laughs> listeners. So that's a bold statement. It's incredible. Fun, fun. It's comparable to being in a concert venue. And a Cirque du Soleil venue and a hockey game all in one. Because wow. what they do here between periods, fuck, obviously I forget the name of the performance. It was um, Battle to Hell. I, I don't know if it has anything to do with Meatloaf. You know that guy, Meatloaf, the singer? <laughs> do I, I know? Of course. Yeah, that was the name of his album, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I don't know if it has anything to do with that. But right now at the Paris, there's Bad Out of Hell playing. So to promote the show, because obviously you got majority of tourists in the building looking for things mm. to do, what they do is they put the people doing the show on the ice between in, uh, between periods at intermission. Well, there you go. If Las Vegas cannot put out some entertainment, then you're not going to get entertainment anywhere. <laughs> the intro, best intro I've ever seen. Well, the Habs ones in the playoffs are pretty special, but... I'm telling you, this is the best place to watch a hockey game in the NHL. And wow. I don't care what anyone... And then, you know, you have the traditionalists that come along and say, well, what about, like, the ACC or whatever it's called, Scotiabank? Or what about, oh, you know... Oh, please. The United please. Center in Chicago. What? That original six garbage, right, where a lot of the places still have a fucking organ? No. That's... No. <laughs> Not no happening. Way. Not happening. You come wow. to Vegas, and I'm telling you, you will be on the edge of your seats. Even between fucking whistles, you'll be on the edge of your seat. That's how good it is out here. And, yes, That's obviously crazy. it was amazing to watch the Knights beat the Leafs. That was incredible. Yeah. There was you a know, lot of blue and white in the stands, though. I was about to ask. I'm sure the blue and white was, oh. you know, was there in droves. Yeah. And I actually, because I knew you were going to be at the game – through your social media posts, mm-hmm. I uh, I actually watched uh, at least a couple of periods of that. Nice. And it, and enjoyed myself as well. Nice. <laughs> and then anytime they scanned the crowd, <laughs> I'd put the slow pause on the TV. Let me see if I see my buddy. I was unsuccessful, but I knew you were having a good time. Yeah, it was uh, it was a good time. And it's always nice to see the Leafs loose. So <laughs> that was that. There you have it. Godfather. It is rivalry week in fantasy. Yeah, my uh, favorite week of the year. Do, do we want to explain to everyone? Honestly, it it doesn't feel like it has in the past. So, well, no. First of all, you're the young guy in the in this fucking on this show. So, you know, it's one thing for you to act like a kid, but when a fifty year old acts like a kid over fantasy <laughs> football, I, I, it's it's coming it's coming to an end. Wow. My Sundays are terrible because of fantasy. <laughs> No, they seriously are. I've lost five in a row. What are you talking about? My well, team. It, I so think just to show you how fucked up I am, I've won three in a row and I'm miserable. <laughs> my 
fantasy hockey team right now because I have Leon Dreisaitl on it <laughs> is outscoring my fantasy football team on a weekly basis. No word of a lie. Wow. It, it's beyond painful. So the Godfather and I are playing each other this week in fantasy football. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. That's what makes it rivalry week. And in the past, you know, I've always wanted to whoop it up and, and you know, chime in and, and post some videos and, and you know, yeah, make a spectacle of it. Yeah, yeah we, everybody knows. Make, everybody knows. Make make the king of four eight seven uh, sweat a little bit, but uh, this year's a little different <laughs> because my team is so fucking garbage. It's gotten to the point now. Okay, j- forget Jungle Bowl. Jungle Bowl's out, right? No, we're not concentrating on that. Oh, I'm not concentrating no, that. No, on that no I'm not. Even no. the playoffs. Forget it. I don't give a fuck about the playoffs. No, I, I, only- I. I, I don't. The only, I, I, honest the only to thing God, I'm, I, I'm concentrating on is getting to what does it take? Five wins or six wins? I think I it's think six wins now because we six, have the extra six, week. Yeah, six wins and you're clear for sure. Yeah, you know, five and you and you have two or three good weeks where you scored 150 points. Uh, you know, that'll still save you based on the tiebreaker, but that's very uncomfortable. Last couple of weeks when you're huh. still in striking range. Honestly, the mistake I made. First of all, the mistake we made, because we fucking both had uh, very big hands in this fucking stupid fantasy league, (laughs) is we went out and created the greatest fantasy trophy of all time in North America, of all time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, precisely. It's a thing of beauty. Some sports leagues would love to have our trophy. (laughs) That's how beautiful it is. Just the sheer beauty of it you want it to be in your house you want to display it people come over you know i have my pedestal right at the front door my wife she's just she's not having any of it but no i tell everybody nobody touches my trophy and (laughs) and you know and people come in and it's an immediate talking point oh my what a beautiful trophy what's that doing how'd you get that ben and then then i chime in well let me tell you how i did it so there and then you're just gone Right, but I saw, I saw a meme the other day that said all fantasy football is is proving to your friends that you're better than them. <laughs> so what do you think about that? Yeah, is that and, not what it's all about? And that's unfortunately there's way too much of that. Okay, <laughs> there's way too much of that. And the another mistake I made was I mistakenly thought that by being great at fantasy football meant that you were a football expert and through the years with the 12 what's the word i can't say words that are slurs well with the 12 idiots that are in our league okay it has proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that you don't need to know stugats about football to be in first place and you can know everything in the world about football and football players and football lines and wit and be in last place. Look at like the Carolina example. You have Christian McCaffrey there, right? You're all good. You have an RB1, you know, he gets traded. Then you get two guys that were bounced around. I think they were on everyone's team in our league at one point, right? Hubbard and Foreman. And you're just going back and forth that these guys getting dropped, picked up, dropped, picked up. Now all yeah. of a sudden these guys are putting up 40 burgers. Yeah. And, 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 and football? Come on. Great <laughs> segue for what I was going to say next. 
to our listeners, you know, if you're contemplating joining a fantasy football league, okay, beware, because this is what will happen. Somebody read a headline, went into the waiver trash can, picks up Donta Foreman, gets a 40-burger this week. This player who picked him up does not even know how to pronounce his name, does not even know where he went to college, doesn't know anything about this player, gets the 40-burger. I'm going to stop you there. You know where your fantasy football players went to college? You fucking better believe it. What? Come on. You better on. believe it. Are okay? you kidding me? No, I'm not fucking kidding I me. I, okay. Fucking... I, back in the 70s, I could tell you where every <laughs> Steeler was drafted, the school, and the round. Wow. Well. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I prided myself on actually knowing what the fuck I was going to talk about. Okay. <laughs> so, then, then you get these 40 burgers from third string running backs. Third. Yeah. Yeah, it happens. And then people flex. (laughs) Me, start of my win streak. I put up 200. I I pounded the number one guy into a butt. Shut. You Um, know what you got to do? You got to disable the chat function in that Yahoo group. Because I know that's where you're getting that from. Yeah, And I'm sure you're not the only one out there. I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that are infuriated by some of the morons that they have to share a fantasy football league with. Yeah, and that is a problem. So you got to take a page out of the Pisky book. And when it just starts getting too stupid, just don't go in there anymore. That's it. And and, and I commend you. Because yeah. you are never in. People. The only time you make a peep once, once or twice a season is just to break my balls. I get it. Part of, part Absolutely. of. I have people texting me on a regular basis saying, did you just see what he said? And I'm like, no, I don't. I'm not in that group anymore. I don't go into it. I'll go into it when I upset someone and be able to. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of this week. Yeah. At the end of this week, when you beat me, that's when you'll be in there. Hey, I'm. It's infuriating. Yes. I love the Jungle Bowl trophy. Yes. I have an obligation to the Jungle Bowl League as co-commissioner. Uh, or whatever the fuck you call me, Pisk. But deputy. Uh, deputy, yeah, the deputy. But yeah, I can't take. First of all, I hate people. So then I hate morons that chirp. Okay. There are I, I think, so uh, many. There are so <laughs> many variables that go into having a good record. I, I think. Yeah. We've enough. Been, we've let's move on. Move on. Move, move on. <laughs> fuck fantasy. We've hit a nerve. Fuck fantasy. Yeah. Uh, we'll on. let you guys know what happens. I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Pisky's gonna win because so that's the way the fucking fantasy gods want it. We get it. No. Let's go. The quarterbacks over in Green Bay and Tampa Bay. What the fuck is going on over there? Well, I see. You, you know, know what? Though I, I, I hold Aaron on. Rodgers can't be that fucking bad because a certain somebody picked him up in fantasy. I, mean, I hate to, you know, every time we say we're not going to talk about this topic, somebody's betting that maybe things aren't as bad as they seem. Man, he's going but to yes, play, he's I understand going to play the your Lions point. Next week, but yeah. uh, us here at the Banfield Group, we can actually relate to this a little bit because you have two of the goats, right? Yeah. Rodgers and. Tommy boy. Roger's never been a friend of yours. He's never been a friend of ours, but I'm just saying he's, you know, one of the better quarterbacks that we've seen well, without question in their generation. Me. Right. Yes, yes. So you have yes, two yes. guys that have had all kinds of success. And now this year things are quite difficult. 
right? Hard. Things, things are yeah. very, very difficult in the moment. And we're kind of dealing with that on our end here at the Banfield Group, right? Things have been glorious for over a decade. And this year, it's been tough. It's been it's tough. a little tough. It, it, little, it has been very up and down, not like past years where it's just crushing and we're losing accounts by the fucking half dozens weekly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it has not been like that. It has been a fucking grind. So I can relate to yeah. Aaron and Tommy. That's a, that's um, a good analogy because, yes, I would imagine typically in previous years, you would have been kicked out of a couple sports books by now. <laughs> yeah, and, and no, don't get me wrong. We have been, but yeah. not to the tune of, of not, what it's been in the past. And it's just, gotcha. it's been very up and down, right? So it's been difficult. Just like these guys, you know, starting the year pretty strong and then going on fucking four or five week losing streaks. That's very difficult I mean, to deal with, especially guy, after having so much success in the past, yeah, right? The guy in Wisconsin, I think, is suffering from... You know, that's what makes football, in my eyes anyway, the ultimate team sport. Because, yeah, I mean, it does not look like his skill set has gone down, Mr. Rogers. But he does not have Mr. 17 target, 15 catch Devontae Adams. He cannot lean on him. And much like the Steelers fucking thinking that they're going to replace Ben with Trubisky and a rookie. Hello? Not fucking happening. Not you're, overnight, anyway. You're Not seeing, overnight. You're seeing it a lot uh, in Green Bay, I find, that yeah. he, he's so, going to his wideouts, and Devontae last year would catch those balls where I, these guys are not catching them. I think Rodgers had more cussouts than completions last week in that game. I watched that game very, very closely, okay? And he's giving people shit every other play. He's, like, looking at them like, kind of a fucking route was that you're not supposed to be there you're supposed to be where i threw the ball you still watching every game religiously? every game every fucking play wow see that's not okay. good for your health and last week it was because of fucking fantasy again i fucking rue the day that i even fucking signed up because i watched every gabriel davis pass route for 60 minutes <laughs> i think i've burnt out a little that's bit that's a disease i haven't disease. i haven't watched a full game in probably three weeks. No word of a lie. Oh, I catch go. a little bit here and there. I go, you know, maybe over to Ellis Island or walk around the strip a little bit, but I haven't sat down and watched a game coast to coast in about three weeks. I just, That's I don't crazy. Know. I didn't know. That's... Yeah, yeah. This time of year, it, it, I find it always happens to me. Where, really? No. Yes, I... I, I just, ugh, I, I get sick of it. There's other things going on. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe it has to do with again how things have been up and down for us, but yeah, I've actually no. taken my foot off the gas a little bit in terms of uh, really watching no. some of these games. I put a cinder block on the fucking gas fucking pedal, <laughs> and and it's that's why I'm you're so jail. stressed. I'm in that's jail. why you're I'm yelling so much. Yeah, Jesus well, Christ! So, I apologize to our listeners if my tone raised a little, <laughs> but I can't handle it, man. I can't handle it. It's not good for my health, and and I honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna say publicly. If I get relegated, go find a. We go just find said we're not talking about fantasy. Yeah, you go find somebody else. Go find somebody else to break his balls. Moving on. Survivor. 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 Uncle Leo. Um, unfortunate that fucking Patriots game on Monday night. He was on the Patriots, dude. He was down How? to. Yeah. Well, it's just you know, he, Survivor carves out a path for you. And yes. You, you know, you get to certain spots where. 
You There's ambushes. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, even when I went out, uh, when you're fucking Steelers, doo-doo, Tom Baby, uh, I had nowhere to go. Right? Tampa yeah. Bay was the play there. And, like, that was the play. And that's really it. Want, yeah, do you really want to dig deep and take a three point favorite when there's an 11 point favorite sitting there and you haven't used them yet? No. no. There's not very many people that are going to do that and that were no. able to sniff out that, okay, maybe I thought Pittsburgh was going to cover, but I did not. No, any I wasn't even contemplating. I wasn't exactly. even contemplating that. Exactly. Are you kidding? But, that was the play. So you were not meant to fucking. Yeah. We don't proceed. talk about yeah. We don't talk about losses. Uh, we know we don't dwell on losses, but I do like to say that he was very close to winning that fucking Toronto one again. He won it last year, where I had to go meet one of the organizers in a bar, <laughs> and, and the bag yes. of cash stunk like cigarettes. It was fantastic. That's exactly how we love to do it here at the Banfield Group. That was too uh, bad. But man. this was... this year he was down to eight eight people left in that big Toronto one. I think the the total pot was like. 170 grand or something like that. So with New England going down, I think there was three left. So I'm sure they Are split you serious? Off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my yeah. goodness. It was that close again to happening. Uncle then- Leo, let me tell you, shout out to Uncle Leo. All the same to our listeners. You really want to get – forget about fantasy. Fantasy is for kids. But a survivor pool for serious money, let me tell you. Yeah, that takes he, stones. He, well, he was in the circle one out here with us too, right? Yeah. And he was the last man standing in our group, and that one didn't work out because he went Patriots there too. So kind of annoying. Up. So that's the updates Up. for uh, Survivor there. Moving along, we'll go next into MLB. You've been watching the World Series at all? Yeah, I've been watching. I mean, yeah. That's another I, thing. I haven't watched one pitch yet. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, have You're having been, too much fun out in the desert. I, I think. have. I've been sending me like the the fucking Phillies mascot and Bryce Harper fucking crushing home runs. Oh, and stuff. that's right. The, yeah. the Costa Ricans are Philly fans. Yeah, huge, huge Philly fans. Shout out to Bean and Wicked. Uh, Bean actually got me to put a future bet on for him out here because he couldn't find, I guess, the line good enough with the outs that he had. I played Harper. MVP for get out of here. Yeah, plus eight hundred. So oh, that, that's what we're cheering in for for Beanfield. Yeah. Ooh. So hopefully that comes in. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Westgate had the best number by far because everything that's... else uh, out here in Vegas was plus five hundred. They had the best number. Uh, that's I'm, a solid number, plus eight hundred. Yeah, I'm I'm sure Circa probably beat it, but uh, our Circa account has been dry out here for a while, so no dinero there to do anything. But uh, mattress Mac. Right, we Oof. touched on that last episode. He's sitting on, from what I've been able to research, ten million wagered on the Astros to hoist, uh, and I think his payout's going to be seventy three, seventy four million. Yep. And everyone, obviously, all the sports betting junkies out there, and every fucking media outlet, is focusing on the fact that it's a major sports bet and perhaps the biggest payout of all time. But again, we like to remind everyone that this guy is not a degenerate. This guy sold. This guy has a plan. Yeah. He sold $16 million worth of furniture on the day before the World Series began, apparently, according to one of these articles out there. Yes. So this guy is a marketing genius, right? Yes. he, He created this promotion that you get free furniture if you spend over three dimes on furniture. If the Astros win the World Series. 
and he hedges his bet with the sports books. So he'll take in all the business and hedge his bet with the sports books. It's a brilliant concept. I don't know why my, more people don't do it, to be honest. He's a and, marketing genius with and, this and the little thing maneuver is, of yeah, his. Yeah, I, I like gambling nation is all over this thinking that this guy is the next Billy Walters or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, I know it, what it you is, mean. There's so much confusion out there and all he's doing is hedging. And I commend him because I, I love hedging. Hedging is fucking an amazing tool that again, started Banfield. That's yeah. how we got going yes. is he, simple hedging bets. So yeah. Um, well, let me tell you, that's a big um, payout. it's a big payout. And on some of the, uh, Twitter stuff that I follow, I read through it. I can tell you that Vegas is cheering hard for the Phillies <laughs> because yeah. in the gambling world, much like in fantasy football, it's a copycat league. Oh, and, right, right, right. and they stand to lose their largest amount on a single event, the World Series. 79 million. Wow. Well, I think that's what I read. I think it's probably more than that. If one guy is taking them for 74, how the fuck can it be not a lot well, more the, than that? Right? So, so, something th that was what these guys were saying. Maybe, I don't maybe know. one specific sports book or something. Yeah, like that. perhaps. But I'm sure with every um, Harper home run, Hoskins home run, Schwarber home run, Rail Moto home run. I'm sure they're whooping it up because you cannot tell me that they they want to pay. They may get some marketing benefit from this fucking mattress match situation. No, a thousand but, percent. They're gonna, yeah, but, that's what uh, it's all about. Why do you think they keep yeah. exploding in the media, right? Because yeah. Yeah, that's what's in it for them is that, hey, we took a mattress match bet and come play here at our predatory come, yeah, sports come play. Uh, I'm sure they'd rather fucking pay out some of the Philly sh Philly sharps than the 73 million. But hey, it's all good. Good for Mattress Mac. Yeah, I mean the, they the actually Astros... one one of the sports books asked him to if he wanted a little bit of Phillies action to hedge it a bit, and he's like, yeah, and he said, no, well, fuck no. One, I'm a diehard Astros fan. I would yes, he is. Yeah, yeah, I would so... never do that. And two, no, this is my hedge. Because I got yes. a shit ton of furniture behind yeah. this that needs to be compensated for, right? And, and there you go. The hedge was offered to someone who's already hedged. Yeah, exactly. So he didn't take it. He didn't take it. <laughs> no, he didn't take it. Good for him. I mean, the Astros, you either, you know, I don't know, you either love them or you don't Hate because them, of yeah. some of these uh, nefarious... Uh, and this, the conspiracy theorists, I, I know you haven't watched a lot, but the, their last pitcher... There was a guy, Pisk, that basically videotaped the pitcher's move. Everything he, every time he touched his forehead, his yes. hand, no, his hey, glove. So, hey, call me. You follow? Yeah. Him? Yes. Follow, follow him on Twitter. Or sorry, on Twitter on on TikTok. No, he's actually a buddy of ours. Not, what? Are you serious? I, I've never met him personally. I'm pretty sure he's from Toronto. But oh, okay. I, I added him a long time ago, and I've commented on a lot of his content because I love it, right? He is being yeah, that yeah. guy, right? The guy that likes he to ruffle feathers. He is that guy, yeah. And if anyone likes to ruffle feathers, I look no further than Banfield Group, right? <laughs> but, yeah, that's what so this guy started, kindred spirits. Yeah, this guy started following us as well. And we've actually been in touch because what this guy is in real life, other than a feather ruffler, is uh, <laughs> a movie producer. 
So when he started seeing a lot of the OLG ticket things that I was doing back in Toronto, he actually reached out and said, what the fuck? Like, holy shit. And then we started exchanging. We actually DM back and forth. And I told him, I'm like, yeah, dude, one day we're going to sit down. I'm going to tell you a story and you're going to tell me if you can put this into a movie. He's like, I I can't wait, you know, set it up. And I also uh, mentioned that I've been noticing his baseball acumen and what he looks at and what he comments about in his videos is very interesting to me. Like he's looking at spin rates and shit like that. He can really pick it up. So imagine taking that knowledge and applying it to live betting in the MLB, Hmm. right? Like if he can see that a pitcher's spin rate and all this shit is going down, perhaps you can take that and play it against. Maybe there's an edge. Yeah. Maybe there's an edge. Yes. So I've mentioned that to him too. And he said, whenever you're ready, I'm ready. We'll sit down and we'll have a good conversation. But yeah, shout out to at Hey Kami. I think there's some underscores or something in there. Uh, in his username on TikTok. But if you haven't oh. seen him before, go check it out because he's the one making, he is the foreign substance guy. Well, there you go. I, I was unaware that you have had uh, contacts with him because, yes. uh, you know, I caught that that uh, Garcia piece that he did. And that mm-hmm. was like, are you fucking shitting me? Look at this guy. He might have something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, this guy <laughs> knows how to dig deep on these uh, foreign substance things. He's the one that started it all. Garrett Cole hates this guy because <laughs> Garrett Cole yeah, is yeah. one of the biggest cheaters, right? But yeah, good yeah. on him for calling them out. And, you know, again, I love people that fucking raise a little stink, right? Uh, I was fucking yeah, yeah. the black sheep of the family at the OLG because <sighs> I used to do shit like that, right? Where I used to call them out on their mistakes and tell them they didn't really know what they were talking about. And no one in a corporate environment likes to uh, no, consume right. that. <laughs> no, no. Moving Precisely. along. Yeah. Moving, moving along. along. NBA. I haven't watched or fucking paid attention to the NBA at all. You, Godfather, you got anything going on there? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm in a couple of teams, a couple of leagues. Uh, for leagues? In, big fantasy yeah. leagues? They're not fake. These are people. They're drafts, um, <laughs> you know. But I, I do it with strangers because I find the stress level is a lot less with strangers. Well, that's and... because, uh, I don't know, all you guys quit. I won the Fantasy Basketball League, I think, oh, six please. years ago. You won, you won just, the last yeah, you know year when it was uncommissioned and the final week was left open six extra days. Oh, come on, man. That was... Anyway, <laughs> let's again. Let's move on from the from from the fantasy talk. What's going on in, in Brooklyn there? The fucking oh. Kyrie thing. Like now Nash is out. Just yeah. quickly, like let me know because I don't know. I keep seeing headlines, but apparently he shared some video or something. Yeah, or promoted he, some movie. Yeah, he he shared video footage from a movie that is anti-Semitic. That oh. is, it's just it's a real shit show. And there's something wrong with that guy. And it's a toxic locker room with this guy. And when big, big, big league people like Shaq and Charles Barkley call him out on NBA Live and basically call for his suspension, it's an ugly situation. And, you know, Steve Nash was not fired, eh? Steve Nash went to the, to the GM and said, they're not responding to me. Oh. So he was. He basically said, "They're not responding to me. 
and for the benefit of the team before this spirals totally out of control try to get somebody in here that they they might respond to and who do, who are they going to go get the boston guy that got suspended the boston for, guy that is under bang, like the, someone in the office or something right yeah like <laughs> like so like it's dysfunctional and toxic that's how i'll answer your brooklyn question forget about them Betting wise, yeah, betting wise, uh, we don't do much of the NBA anymore. Uh, NBA was a very big part of our, yeah, this thing of ours. Yeah, this thing of ours for many years. Summer League, we used to come out here to Vegas and strictly bet Summer League because we found that a lot of the top bookmakers potentially out here, uh, Vegas was the only ones offering it for many of the years. And it felt like a lot of these top bookmakers went on vacation during summer league. So their lines were weak. They were stale. They weren't doing their math properly. So we came out here and took advantage of that. And it worked for a few summers, right? I remember uh, my parents came down and we used to rent places out here for months at a time. Yeah. Uh, La Dolce Vita. Very nice. Yeah, no, it was (laughs) solid. And again, uh, you know, we started everything with arbitrage and middling. Middling in the NBA was phenomenal. I used to watch fucking 10 games a night. Right. And, yeah. I, and I even remember when I was moving all my shit in Toronto a few months ago, I found some old notebooks. Of, <laughs> that must have been great. Yeah. Of basically you had like Boston, Golden State. Right. And then I'd write down my middle numbers. So I had 183, 84, 85, 86, 87. And if, if it landed in yeah. that zone, I would have win both our bets. Right, two, wow. three hundred bucks at a time out of the gate in the early days. It was so much fun because, like, it got you into every game. We're making crazy money. Those were the good old days. Like now, Those there's the good just, days. yeah, there's just not as many discrepancies in the live lines. So unfortunately, you know, when you have an edge, so the the learning lesson here is when you have an edge, don't for a second think that it's going to be there until the end of time because forever edges dry up, books catch on, the markets get more efficient. So that's what happened there. But in the early days, I remember, dude, we would get like bet three six five, and uh, I remember triple eight was so triple eight sport was so bad. Uh, <laughs> you, you'd line up pinnacle and triple eight sport, and you'd literally get like nine point middles on totals, and like six points on the spread, which is unheard of, right? But then obviously your winning racks up, and you have all kinds of problems, fucking getting cut in terms of limits and kicked out and yada, yada, yada. But yeah, those were the good old days of the NBA. Now, not so much. Now uh, we're on the sidelines. We don't do a whole lot. Uh, We keep our eye on things. But again, you should only attack when you have an edge. If you don't have an edge, don't bet just to bet because then you're a gambler. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yes. That makes sense. That uh, is your little learning portion there for the NBA. Uh, Moving along. Getting into sportsbook shit now, betting shit, just general betting shit. I got an email this week telling me that Pinnacle has been given their Ontario license. So Pinnacle is now a licensed sportsbook in the province of Ontario. I saw that. So that's good news for everyone in Ontario. A lot easier to get in and out. Yeah. Uh, they have to put that geolocator shit on their website oh now. Oh my so god! That's please, a pain in the ass. Yeah, I'm dealing with you know since we're talking about the sports book stuff. I mean, Bet99 went from Bet99.com to Bet99.ca as part of their regulatory obligation to iGaming to be an operator in in the province of Ontario, mm-hmm. and 
you've got a KYC right out of the gate. Uh, I'm having yeah. uh, I'm having trouble uploading documents. It's just a shit show. Their migration. 20 emails about the migration happening on the 31st, and we will have a dedicated team ready to help you with any issues. Do you know when my account finally got migrated? 11.30 at night. No. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? And now yeah. I got to re KYC everything. It's not, you know, like, come on, get your shit together. Yeah, I don't think that's a Bet99 problem, though. I think that's a, who's the, who's the entity that, iGaming Ontario, right? Yeah, I guess that's, that's a them problem because obviously Yeah, because the dot be, com the dot yeah. com was working beautifully. You're taking, you're taking rogue sports books and yeah. putting them into a very controlled OLG style atmosphere. Oh, right? Well, you know the world's don't blind. Like... That's Pisky coming into the OLG as a young whippersnapper, right? Yeah. You have a very regulated in terms and conditions and processes and all that shit. And then you have the offshore world that is just as our faithful using. (laughs) Yeah, I really don't like using the acronym OLG. But yes, this week it was so far a very OLG like experience trying to get this fucking thing migrated over. How hard can it be? It's a pain in the ass, and I remember before leaving Toronto, just dealing with that geolocator fucking thing. It worked on one out of the four computers that I had. It kept telling me that I wasn't in the province of Ontario, and then it was like super sensitive. If you had had anything open, whether it be like any type of VPN, because at that time we were VPN into our work computers and shit like that, you could not access the sports books. Yeah. It would yeah, say you need to get rid of that, whatever program that is. So, yep. yeah, super hypersensitive. And I deal with the same thing out here in Vegas. It's a pain in the ass. I guess they got to do what they got to do to stay within the government yeah. regulations and shit like that to make sure. Uh, I am I am a fan of the regulation. I'm okay with that part. The part that I'm not okay, much like you, I'm not okay with you bombarding me with 24 emails leading up to the migration telling me everything's going to be hunky-dory. It's good. You're not even going to notice. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay? And I can't put bets in because the site's not migrated on on a Monday <laughs> during football season? Yeah, poor timing. Some people, gotta get some people, sure. yeah, some people got things to do. On yeah. Monday night, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, <laughs> and I can't use my account. Oh, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah, it's tough. You know? That's why it's always good to have a couple, you know, credit accounts yeah. in your back pocket because when yes. the fucking regulatory shit goes down the drain and it's not working, yeah, you know. and can't detect where you are. I'll tell you one thing: the local bookie in, in wherever you are doesn't give a shit where your IP. Actually, that's not true. If you're kicking their ass and your IP is saying that you're from an area that you're not, they will yeah. probably bring that up with you, and you kind of don't want to get mixed up in that. No, but, probably don't. But yeah, you know, if, I mean, if, they, if they know you're in Toronto and you're a longtime customer, they don't give a shit. So yeah, I mean, the, these books are—they are just constantly in in the media. And yeah, you've you've touched on this point ad nauseum. They got no problem taking your money. They got no problem doing what they got to do to line their pockets. But you show any kind of sports betting acumen, you show any kind of building a bankroll up, then it takes you two weeks to get your money out. They slow play you. They 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 
fucking do everything in their power hoping that you're not disciplined enough and you're going to just piss it away. It's a, it's a grind, my friends. Well, that is actually one of our topics here, Godfather. I put something out on TikTok this week, or maybe it was last week, explaining exactly that, where there's actually two models going on right now in the sportsbook industry, where yeah. you have the stall tactics, right? So if you ask for a payout... And then, you know, they're going to say, okay, send your KYC in again, send, uh, send it oh. again because it's too blurry. And yeah. now we want a selfie. We want a selfie with you holding your ID. We want a utility bill. That utility bill has to have a logo of the company on it. Oh, but it can't be a phone company. It can only be a cable company or, you know what I mean? I was, Jezebel I had to deal with it. LV bet. So very unknown book. I, they're small time. But we signed up there, obviously, because maybe they're vulnerable. We got to check it out. They yeah. were getting out of the Ontario. So I don't know if they were like preparing to get a proper license or they're just leaving the market altogether. But they sent yeah. an email saying, get your shit out of here. We're leaving Ontario. So I had to do that. And they were giving me the worst runaround. And well, that's what made me yeah. made that TikTok of saying like, okay, you know, you have those fucking guys. Then you have a place like Bodog who has a completely new model, which is they don't give a fuck about anything. No, They don't care about ID, nothing. There's no KYC if you go to Bodog. <laughs> Tip my cat. Shout out to all the Bodog boys. We have a lot of friends there. Uh, That's right. Yep. That have informed us about all this, that they're just completely done with KYC. Amazing. God bless them. And they pay you instantaneously. If you ask for a payout from Bodog, I'd be shocked if it's not in your account within half an hour. Shocked. You got to let me know if that actually happens to you and you're not fucking around, you know, doing anything you're not supposed to. If you're just a regular yeah, yeah. player, win, lose, whatever, they will pay you instantaneously. And the reason why they do that is to generate loyalty, right? Because if you're yeah. playing at their casino or their sports book and you get paid immediately, you going anywhere else? Why no. Would why would you? Right? These guys pay me instantaneously. It's like fucking going to the corner store in Ontario and collecting off the uh, convenience store guy. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pay them instantaneously. And I think that is such a brilliant model because who are you dealing with? You're dealing with gamblers. Right? Gamblers want instant satisfaction. The yeah, Someone yeah. like, oh, and I hate to pick on them, or I love to pick on them. You could take this both ways. But someone like the OLG has not figured it out. They are rigorous with their fucking KYC and shit. And they have different departments. And it, they're stall, yeah. stalling and can asking for more documents. And, oh, the department was on holidays this weekend. And, and like, just <laughs> the craziest shit, which is completely unacceptable. They are going to lose all their customers to the sports books that are offering immediate payouts. Hello, obviously. And they just say they're trying to do their due diligence, which I've worked on the inside, as have you, Godfather. That is a crock of shit, <laughs> okay? Maybe there is, you know, the AGCO and iGaming Ontario that do have a kind of oversight of what's going on. And, hey, yeah. you better, you know, make sure KYC is legit. But yeah. I am there are not benchmarks a, to yeah, follow, there are sure. But I am not a fucking idiot. And I've worked on that side of the fence for long enough to know that why those take so long sometimes are specifically designed for you yep. to go in there drunk on a Saturday night, start playing the Hawaii game or get in there, play or the my, online slots and shit like that. 
or just, in my case, oh, yeah. pissed off. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. Pissed Angry. Off, absolutely. Yeah. Why do they make deposits instant, but withdrawals take up to two weeks, three weeks? That makes no sense. It's, that makes no fucking it's, sense. It, it is by design. Absolutely, it's by design. And again, they'll never admit this, especially someone like the Lottery Corporation. But yeah, of course. But if you dig deep enough and you go back and realize why all these processes were put in place, it is a stall tactic to make you fucking get in there and lose your winnings. <laughs> That's what it is. Next thing I wanted to touch on, Godfather, circus sports, right? Circus sports out here yeah. making big fucking waves. They're... Social media accounts yeah. are amazing. Let me tell you, they're legit. I, I don't know what you're going to say, but uh, no, to they, me, they are legit. And if their I fo- lines, their lines are fucking. If I follow right. one book, yeah, if I follow one book online, like Twitter, social media wise, mm-hmm. circa all day long. Yeah, no, they're they're solid. They're as solid as come. What I really enjoy about them that they're doing right now, and I got to give a shout out to Jeffrey Benson. He is the yes. sportsbook manager over there. Yep. The guy is hilarious on Twitter. He yes, fucking he chirps the predatory books so fucking hard. Yep. He's one of us. He I've is seen one of it. us. Yes. This guy. And I've sent, I've sent you some of his tweets too. Yes. He is phenomenal. Jeffrey, if you're listening, continue yes. doing what you're doing, brother, because these books deserve to be humiliated in the way yes. that you are humiliating them. You're He's doing caught a- my eye as well. Yes. And much like you were saying, uh, Pisk, he takes a very focused approach at embarrassing and it doesn't matter he tore a strip off the ceo of DraftKings. he laughed at him basically in in one of his last posts yeah saying listen to the strones right yes. and you've seen him this fucking guy looks like he's 20 years old <laughs> yeah i yeah i don't know how old he, so, looks. he looks really young in his twitter profile picture and i have he, not seen him all my times here at Circa in Vegas, I have not bumped into him. I've asked for him Let at the counter a couple you. times, but I have not crossed paths with him yet. But yes, he is doing a phenomenal job on shining light on what's wrong with this industry. Yeah. I almost and- feel like we owe him a, a steak dinner or something. <laughs> like this guy here, like take Jeffrey Benson. And if you clone him, even maybe what, five times, the fucking industry would be totally different. Yes playing field yeah yes or no well absolutely and i i think a lot of the better books out there so the pinnacles and the crystal they should take his lead and start poking fun at their competition and how useless and predatory they are right there has to be a light shone on how bad this industry is and all they want to do is Take in problem gamblers and anyone that has a clue, they don't want nothing to deal with. And that's not right. If you want to get into the sports betting industry, this is for the sports books out there. Have some balls and put a minimum bet for everyone. That's what the regulators need to do. The regulators need to set a standard. Let's say it's 5K a game, right? If you're sharp or if you're fucking recreational, whatever, 5K a game. If you're in the sports betting industry and you can't give someone a $5,000 bet, well, then you shouldn't be in the fucking sports betting industry, right? We can barely get $100 down on a prop. Yeah, no, it's it's fucking pathetic is what it is. But that's what has to happen. So, again, hats off to Jeffrey. He's got to continue doing what he's doing. I want Pinnacle to follow his lead. Absolutely. Chris, absolutely. Chris has this weird three and a half percent juice as you fucking believe. I don't like that. So what it is, if if you beat them, and you're deemed a non-recreational player, they charge you 3.5% on whatever you're withdrawing, which is fucking garbage. So 
they got to get their head out of their ass a little bit. Anyone else in the industry is predatory. But, right? Some, but some are as, better than as, others. You have longer leashes at places like Bodog and yeah. Bet Online, even yeah. Five Dimes a little bit. But these new guys like FanDuel and Draft, that, that is disgusting. But to be fair, they don't have a fucking clue what they're doing. They are the most vulnerable. But yeah. in order to fight that, they just kick people out nonstop. Barstool's another and, one. And I think you've alluded to this fact about the uh, about the 3.5%. Let's call it what it is. It's a, it's a surtax. Yeah. Um, it, it's a surtax on your winnings. But it does still beat being limited to five dollars a bet, absolutely, or some stupid, some stupid shit like that, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, you and can, you can kind of work with it. It's still, yeah. I, I think, unethical, but it's easier to tolerate than being limited after six bets. Yeah, a hundred percent. And Sh- one, shout one out final six five. Yeah, <laughs> one final shout out to uh, to Jeffrey Benson. Um, I think we should also let people know that. Yeah, he represents the Circa Sports Book and the Circa Resort. But you know what? So much of his social media posts have nothing. To, he's not promoting Circa. He is promoting what he feels is a fair playing field mm-hmm. for, 100%. The, for the important customers that he's trying to bring to that casino. And he's just basically saying, he's not trying to be different for the sake of being different. No, he's saying this is the way it should be. Yes. And all sports books should operate like this because Correct. then the, the sports betters out there, it, it's a more even playing field. And I saw Absolutely. a quote that he said, basically saying, if we lose, if sports betters take us for 5 million, we need to be better. Or go out of business. Yes. And we got to figure out a way to do that. I, I wish the full dog was here for this conversation because he would simply back me up in terms yeah. of saying there's books out there that have actual bookmakers that know what the fuck they're doing. Then yeah. there's other books out there that just copy the Don Best screen and don't yeah. have a clue what they're doing. And that's Precisely. the reason why they just resort to, oh, get rid of them. Oh, get rid of them. Yeah. As opposed yeah, to fixing the problem at the core, which is get better bookmakers. But that's the thing. The bookmaking art is a lost art. Very few do it these yes. days. Very yes. Few. And that's why you get the industry in the condition that it's in these days, in the state that it's in. It's terrible. It, and it's, it's not in a good place. No. One last thing I want to touch on uh, in terms of sports books, Godfather, is someone reached out on TikTok this week to us and asked, what is a better way of funding a sports book? via Bitcoin slash cryptocurrency or via bank wires. And I have to say with 100% certainty, it's Bitcoin. It's not even close. You want to avoid banks as much as you can when you're playing this game, especially if you're doing it seriously where you're moving big amounts around, right? And I'm going to tell you guys a story now about what happened to me in downtown Toronto at RBC (laughs) So many many <laughs> moons ago, it actually wasn't too long. It was maybe a few years ago, but it, it actually was quite a few. Fuck, the years fly by. Time flies. Yes, they do. Yes. 
So this was before cryptocurrency was a thing or that we knew that it was a thing and that books were accepting it and offering it. Like I used to have to go to Western Union and send weird fucking transfers to the Philippines and Nigeria and all over the place. It was <laughs> fucking bizarre. Totally legit shit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, yeah, no, it's so ridiculous. But there was a point where... Banfield was starting to grow. Our bankroll was much bigger. And we're like, okay, we got to get into bank wires. That is a lot easier than sending 200 US dollars via Western Union. So I'd go to the bank and I'd send some down to Costa Rica. And dude, let me tell you the fucking red flags that came out of that. One time I walked in, they wanted three pieces of ID. They wanted a reason for transfer. They wanted background information on the person I was sending it to. Then they started quizzing me on where I got the money from. And at the end of the day, they started mixing in the word terrorism. Oh, my. No word of a lie. This happened. Get out of here. They thought thought that I was funding terrorism. No wonder you were were in such a bad mood when you used to come in for your shift and you you had made a pre-stop at RBC. I'm not even kidding. I had to sit down in an extra room at one point because then they thought I was committing some sort of fraud. So uh, they were basically were lumping you in with the, like the Bin Laden organization. This is what you're telling me. Something to that tone, yes. <laughs> yeah, yes, so because crazy. of the areas I was sending them to. Because it wasn't just <laughs> Costa Rica. It was uh, Malta and uh, there was a few oh, others. Malta. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was a few others in there that I was working with. But yeah, it was out of control. And I just, you know, I told them straight up, it's sports betting. And then all of a sudden, now, now you're a problem gambler. Because anyone that's yeah. gambling obviously has a problem, right? Especially at those yeah. amounts. Of course. So, yes. So, all in all, the lesson here is don't deal with banks. Get away from them as much as humanly possible. There are other methods available. Cryptocurrency is the best. It's the cheapest. It's the quickest. Uh, again, the one thing I mentioned in my TikTok, the only thing you got to be careful with, I guess, with Bitcoin is the volatility aspect. But if you dig a little bit deeper into cryptocurrency, you can find a thing called stablecoin. And a stablecoin always trades 100% of the time at one-to-one with the US dollar. So instead of leaving a balance in Bitcoin, you can simply transfer it into a stablecoin and hold that as opposed to holding Bitcoin or Ethereum or whatever one you want to use to fund your account. This is the way to do it. This is the future, folks. I'm telling you, get away from the third-party shit because all they're there to do is make it harder for you to turn a profit in sports betting because you're dealing with a ton of fees and a ton of delays. And when you need to move quickly from book to book to book, you need cryptocurrency. There you go. There you go. Well said. Exclamation point. (laughs) Um, Unequivocally. Yes, yes. Now, Godfather, I know I have a lot more on our list here, but we're going to save that for the next episode because uh, we're getting pretty deep into it, and I still got some very exciting Vegas updates for you. Oh, let's do them. Yes. So my parents were here. I think I mentioned it on last episode. Yeah. So they were here, and I forgot to mention what we did one of the nights. And what that was was a night at BattleBots. Do you follow BattleBots at all, Godfather? Those nerdy kids, and they build a robot, and then they smash them up against each other, and yeah, they fight each other? It's basically oh, U- UFC for robots. <laughs> Beautiful. My dad's it, obsessed with them. I've watched a couple episodes. It's great. Great entertainment. Engineering and aggression. I like it. Let's go. Actually, I don't know who, what the guy's name is because I don't follow it that closely, but they actually have an ex-UFC 
fighter as one of the announcers because they announce it just like the UFC as well. <laughs> Come on. Yes. Like Michael Buffer's style? Yes. No, no, oh no, God. like uh, like Joe Rogan. You know how he announces the fights? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Play yeah, by play. Yeah, yeah that's okay. fine. So anyways, my dad came down here and my mom. They're big BattleBots fans, and they said there's live recordings going on. So that's great. So we got some tickets, went over there, fantastic, yeah. sat down, great. The good part is it is a phenomenal event. It is it's really cool to see the bots go head-to-head. The problem is it's a live recording. So basically what they're doing is they're here for like two weeks in Vegas and they're going day by day, filming 10 hours a day, battle after battle after battle after battle. But the battles last like 30 seconds. And then there's cleanup and then there's setting up for the next battles. Then sometimes carnage happens in 30 seconds with those things. I think an entire fight is a minute 30 if it goes the distance. Oh, okay, gotcha. So there's just a lot of... Have you ever been to a live recording of like a TV show or anything like that? You ever done that? Can't say I have. Can't say I have. Myself, Snorks, and uh, Gallio went out to LA one year. Fucking, this is going way back. Went to a Jimmy Kimmel show. Same type of thing where, yeah, when Uh you're watching it live, all the editing and shit is done. So it's nice and quick and fast and pure pleasure right yeah yeah when you're watching live recordings there's a lot of like retakes that have to take place and and anyways really i'm rambling oh dude we were there for five and a half hours oh my gosh yeah your dad sat through five and a half hours of battle box so did so did my mom and so did poor brit so where i was going with this so if you're gonna do it um I'd say it's a one and done. Check it out. It's a lot of fun to see in person, but there's no way anyone is sitting at an event for five and a half hours that isn't ram-packed with action, right? But the funny story that I have to share with you and the people listening is I may or may not... See, I throw a challenge flag at this because there was a fucking kiss cam at this place. Oh, no. And I, I saw... Britt and I go on the kiss cam. But the thing is, we were at the very bottom of the heart. So I don't think we were the prime focus. I think there was two guys sitting behind us. <laughs> so you st- I fumbled it. I fucked two, it up. So there were two, 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 hold on, two guys behind yeah, you? Yeah, all inclusive. You know what I mean? Battle bots, all inclusive. They were dressed up in the most like ridiculous shit. Like they had all kinds of like flashy robot shit on. So I'm positive. <laughs> I'm positive. It's whoever's at, whoever's at the top of the fucking heart is the kiss can. We weren't the intended target. But, but you Brit, guys still thought you were fun. <laughs> No, but Britt didn't see it that way. Britt thought we were the target, and she oh. came in for the kiss. But I was so infatuated with just being on the fucking big screen <laughs> that I just put my cheek out. So oh, I, yeah, my... it looked terrible. And I, I, oh, I don't know. I think God. I heard some things from the crowd. But to this yeah, day, yeah, like booing. Yeah, I fucked it up. I've never been on a kiss can before. I don't know how to fucking do these things. Anyways, I was caught up <sighs> in the moment, but I'm sticking to my defense. And my defense is we were at the bottom portion of the heart, not the top. And the fucking kiss cam was on the guys above us, not us. Just, just say the truth. You, you were mesmerized by Giuseppe and Giuseppe behind you, and you <laughs> fucked it up. Can you believe that though? That, that's she cool. wouldn't let me live it down the whole rest of the show. I got well, the cold shoulder. What the fuck? <laughs> How many opportunities are you going to have in life to be on the kiss cam? And then you're on the kiss know. cam and I you put your it. cheek out? Come yeah. on. <laughs> I fumbled it. Smarten up. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so that's one Vegas update. Uh, the next <laughs> Vegas update 
Guys or girls, if you're out here and you need a place to get blackout, disgustingly drunk, I got the place for you. I found it. It's called the Silver Sevens Hotel and Casino. Wait a second. Wait a second. Silver Sevens. Yes. When when I was with you and the full dog on the road trip, you swore that that was a place that no one should frequent. Oh, absolutely. I am not encouraging you to go there. I'm saying if you need to get blackout drunk, pop in. <sighs> I am not promoting this place in the slightest. What I can tell you is that they have a special during NFL games where they sell 77 cent bottles of beer. Come on. Bud, Budweiser, Michelob Ultra, I think is your like choice. Like regular bottles of beer? Regular? Like mi- no. Midget bottles of regular, beer? What are you talking they're about? Regular, regular bottles. They're regular bottles. 77 cents. 77 cents. It was on the sign. and we. So we, the Godfather we, wants 10 beers, 770. Yeah. You flip them a 10, that's a very nice tip. Very, very generous tip. Oh, for 10 big bucks. spender. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, if you're looking for anything else in Vegas, do not That's go crazy. to this place. This is not the place for you. I do not encourage this place. It is weird. The clientele, there's no ventilation either. Okay, so hold coming, on you're, here. You're coming out there smelling like an ashtray, 100%. <laughs> but if you Did they have a, the game on? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's on all the TVs. 77 cent beers. Yes. Do they serve food? Uh, upstairs, they have a cafe. I wouldn't recommend it. There's nothing good going on there. Not in my experience. We've eaten there once and like mashed potatoes tasted the same way as the Turkey Club. You know what I mean? One of those places. Ah, One of those places. (laughs) Everything tastes the same. But 7 beers is confirmed. Oh my God. Because I saw the sign. I said, I got to check this out. Poor Brit had to live the experience with me. <laughs> She's not, what a trooper. Yeah, shout she, out to that poor Yeah, girl. shout out to Brit. I asked her about three dozen times over the hour and a half that we were there. Are you okay? Are you okay? Because she was just sitting there politely experiencing the entire thing with me. But I knew she can't did not want to be there. <laughs> can't, can't believe it. And then you fumble on the one-yard line of the kiss camp. Ah. We're having a... We are uh, having a fucking one-on-one once this podcast is over, brother. <laughs> okay. Um, no. Another, again, if you're on a tight budget here in Vegas, you, well, fuck it. Vegas is for everybody. Let's just put that out there. Well, you right? know what? Yeah, that's a, it's really good that you're showing, you're highlighting these places. I mean. Because, fuck, man, you can go to Vegas and have a $10 espresso, and yes. it's not even that great. $10. I like to be careful with the terminology that we're using here because – Someone on TikTok said, oh, it's the perfect pregame spot. And you just said you're highlighting the fact. I, I don't know if I would call the Silver Sevens a highlight. <laughs> highlight okay. And I don't think anything about it is perfect. But if you need a cheap place to wet you the whistle, the, yeah, that is yeah. an option for you. You, <laughs> That's started, you started it with a caveat and yeah. it's legit. Yeah. Now, if you're going to go there thinking you're in Caesar's Palace, you're going to be sorely mistaken. You're going to know immediately you are not. No. You're... <laughs> but 77 cent beers. Why that, yeah, that, that's that's pretty ridiculous. And then after you're done with those, if you can walk carefully, Ellis Island down the street has uh, some really good pizza specials on, on game days. So there you go. Well, there if you, you need go. to there Vegas in a cheap way or you had a really fucking shit weekend, sports betting. That's an option to do on Monday night. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. You, you must take me there now. One more thing. The other night, after a, I think it was after a Saturday of grinding the board. You know what Saturdays are like in our world, right, Godfather? Yes, it's a oh, grind. It's, it's a uh, grind. 
we ended up popping a little bit of a gummy and headed down. There's hot tubs here in the condo community that we're staying in. So, you know, we had a nice, because it's getting cool here in Vegas. So we went and had a nice hot tub night. We ended up meeting this other couple. The girl uh, in the couple was from Hawaii, which is very nice. Yes. But have you Making ever connections? I mean, yeah, no, it's nice to connect with people. Absolutely. Yes, you know, absolutely. You know, Pisky is the people person. So I love yes, doing that. Social butterfly. Of I course. am. I am. But have you ever noticed? Have you ever met someone from Hawaii? No, other than thinking Sean Manea of the Oakland A's was from Hawaii, no. Inside joke there, listeners. Anyway, Yes, we'll touch on that in a future episode. Yeah. Well, actually, that's the second group I've met from Hawaii. Because remember that picture that I posted? Uh, I was playing top oh, Yeah, the, 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 the slot crew. The slot, the slot crew. crew. From, yeah, yeah, from Golden Nugget downtown. Uh, anyways, this girl started mentioning where she was from. And, dude, I had no idea. That she said Hawaii. Did you know that the natives there say it completely different? Like they just say something like it's Hai. No. You heard that? This is like I, I was Hai in the moment. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I had the gummy in me. But they they say it. Are you way. sure? Now I got to fact check this. I'm in shit. my I'm in my late thirties, and I've never heard someone say Hawaii like this before, and it just completely threw me for a. It, it totally derailed my conversation with these people because I couldn't like, where the fuck she from Haiti? Like I couldn't understand where she was from. And obviously being on a gummy, I was like completely in left field. I mean, yeah. So look this up, look this up. I had no uh, idea this was a thing. It is a thing. Cause Britt uh, showed me a bunch of TikToks when we got back to the condo. Really? After I fucking embarrassed myself. Yeah. She's I, like, yeah, I, that's how people from Hawaii say it. They say it a little bit differently. So anyways, that's something I, I just had to mention for some reason. <laughs> Um, well it's it's a public service announcement it is you don't want people to get embarrassed when like i was (laughs) like you were so there you have it 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 serves its purpose last thing godfather before we uh shut down this episode bet bash so we've mentioned it quite a few times on this podcast uh i didn't put it in our notes either this is something i just added before uh, we kicked up Yes, I'm seeing Bet this. Bash 2023 is going to be from August 9th to August 11th. What is Bet Bash, you ask? Well, it is a convention. Convention, you would call it that, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, convention for sharp gamblers or aspiring yeah. to be sharp gamblers, sharp bettors, majority being sports bettors. And what it is, it's a three day event out here in Vegas. It's going to be held at Circa, the best sports book on the planet. Correct. Three-day event. We did it in 2022. We had the absolute fucking time of our lives. The hospitality, fantastic. The food, fantastic. The events, we learned so much. And the most important part about Bet Bash is the connections we made. It was stunning. Uh, we met some great people in Toronto. We met great yeah. people from down here in the U.S. Uh, we expanded our network more than we thought would have been possible. So I highly recommend that if you're in the space, look into it. Guaranteed to have a great time, and you're guaranteed to learn a lot, too. Uh, Again, it's August 9th to August 11th, and that's Spanky that puts it on. If you don't know Spanky, look him up on Twitter. He's a fellow professional sports better that is a pretty good entertainer as well. The guy is a very smooth talker and knows what he's talking about as well. Is it safe to say uh, Spanky knows how to throw a party? Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. 
yes. unbelievable what went down. Like we had, just to give you a little bit of an idea, we had an open bar and all you can eat at Stadium Swim at Circa for what the final place. four. Crazy, we had craziness. the same setup inside at the sports book for the final game. And in between all that, we had an unbelievable cocktail party on the 60th floor of the Circuit Casino, which is the Legacy Club, overlooking the city. You get to put on a button up there and clean up a little bit. It looks great. Everyone has a great time. And there was a lot of other things added along the way. We we took some courses, too. Shout out to uh, our boy Plus D. We took his course. Yeah, I was going to mention that there's an educational element to Bet Bash as well. Stories from former bookmakers. There yeah. was this Industry network, pu- networking yeah. event that completely drained me. I hope they they changed that up yeah. a little bit. But again, met a ton of people. Yeah, uh, all industry, in the industry pioneers. Yes. Industry pioneers. All in the sports betting industry, which let's call it spade of spade. Um, very tough to make connections in this industry, right? No, We've been course. in the shadows. Us here at the Banfield, but we were in the shadows for a decade. Well, there you go. Just the nature of the beast up until so recently was yeah you operate in the shadows you're in the dark you're in the gray areas you're not out plugging stugat you're grinding and you're hunting for edge that's it and it's it's not glamorous but then when you find other people that do it as well it's very refreshing yeah and and then it's a sense of community right then you're like hey you know precisely we we met sense uh, of community shout out to injury lady we just call her injury lady, but yeah, yeah it was in New Jersey, right? <laughs> she studies, she has a medical background and just studies injuries. When she sees an injury in the NBA, she looks at it, how it does. Okay. This player is coming back or not coming back, or, you know, is going to be out for this period of length and whatever. Okay. Can Great you forward, shit. forward me her, her handle? I, I need to know the injury status on a couple of my players. <laughs> anyway, we'll talk about it. But uh, just for our listeners, if you're sitting on the fence, I want you to follow just three places. Follow Circa, follow Stadium Swim, follow Legacy Club. Yeah. When you follow those three, I'm telling you, you're going to want to buy tickets to Bet Bash. Yeah. Enough and that, said. And that's, yeah, exactly. And that's just, you know, the, the sugar on top, right? Yeah. Meet, what, what you're going to do there is you're going to meet a ton of people and you're going to learn a ton of shit. So, yeah, it's a great yeah. event. It's a great event. It's a win-win. Win-win. It really is. It really is. All right, Godfather. I think uh, we've talked everyone's ear off enough. This episode. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, good one. Well, I, this I is what flow. we do. This this is, is what yeah, do. this is what a podcast is, right? Or, yeah. Where we, uh, we like to talk. Bad? and we're... That's it. Um, I know I'm going to lose, but I don't want to. But other than other than that, whatever. The next podcast, you, I'm sure you'll have some time to whoop it up. So all good in the hood. Listeners, a la salute. A la salute, precisely. <laughs> Thanks for tagging along. Thanks for tuning in to this episode, and we'll catch y'all next time. Ciao.